listening to the White Oak Houston podcast, the official podcast of White Oak Baptist Church in Houston, Texas. White Oak exists to help people come alive to the wonder of the gospel and fully follow Jesus. For more information, please visit us online at whiteoakchurch.net. What's up, everybody? Uh, welcome to the White Oak Houston podcast. This is Pastor James, and along with me is Pastor John. And uh, this is just a weekly podcast that we put out uh, where we answer your questions about the faith, um, about life, politics, uh, just from a very pastoral and Christian perspective. And uh, I'm excited about the podcast that we're talking about today. Uh, we, we're talking about living local and why that's just like so important. I, I remember uh, for me personally, uh, just being in school, there was a lot of emphasis on the fact that we lived in a global world, like the earth is getting flat ladder, right? We're getting more connected globally. And yet what we're finding is that being uh, local is actually uh, really important. So mm-hmm. Pastor John, why don't you get us started today? What, why is it so important? Why even talk about it? Yeah. So um, one of the things that uh, recently House and I were talking about, um, you know, and, and obviously we have the privilege of, you know, I'm the pastor of White Oak and she's the pastor's wife. And um, one of the things that, that we've often noticed is just within our sphere and in, in our role of ministry, there's a lot of things to care about. There's a lot of um, tragedies, people going through things. I mean, at any, in any given moment, there's a marriage that, you know, is falling apart, someone with depression, someone having financial issues, um, things going on in the community, robberies, you know, people in need, all these kinds of things. And then you turn on the news and there's more things. And uh, she was just talking about how, like, she she realized that she didn't have the emotional energy um, to care about every issue, every problem, and every person. There's just a limit to which we can care about. And you know, back in the day before, you know, even the television or internet or anything like that, I mean, you basically would only mainly know about the world that you lived in, your local world. And now you still know about your local world and even more efficiently because your local area has, you know, ways of letting you know about what's going on, plus what's going on in North Korea and Russia and America and the political divide and the immigration issue. And I mean, all these horrible things happening across the world. And so, there's just so many things happening that instead of actually making a positive difference in the world and being the light of Christ, we just end up feeling overwhelmed all the time. And for me personally, when I feel overwhelmed, I'm not productive. And I don't get anything done. I just sit around thinking about how I can't get it all done kind of a thing. So um, I think this is really important because um, a lot of people are aware of a lot of things and they um, you know, are involved in things, at least on the internet, but they're not really making any positive difference. And so I think living local can help that. Hmm. So it sounds to me like you're talking about we, we kind of have a information fatigue, right? Too many things to care about, too many causes, too many events happening around the world. And then we're getting frustrated because we don't have really direct influence over those events. And so it sounds like you're saying that there is an antidote to that. And yeah. the antidote is this idea of living locally. So yeah. why don't you flesh that out for us a little bit? What, what does it mean to live local to you? Yeah, so living local, I think, is really important. And it's probably more important today than it's ever been. And kind of the way that I... Um, define it is an intentionality to focus on the people, places, and needs in your community and city. And so, um, and once again, we live in Houston, so we live in a massive city. And so it's like, I guess, you know, maybe if you live in a very, very rural place, maybe you've got some freedom to go beyond that. Um, But the majority of the population, even in America nowadays, is living and is moving into cities. And so that's the average person's like context. And so what I think it is, is I think it's an awareness that there's a lot of things going on in the world but we want to intentionally focus on what's happening close to us and prioritize those needs if possible, um, not just because you know it's closer to us so it impacts us, but because we could potentially make a difference in that, right? 
And so it's same thing with like like elections, where it's like the the closer the election is to you in terms of like if it's in your county, your vote really does count more than it does in terms of like if it's the general election in America. And you should always vote. I think you should participate. That's a good thing to do. But um, you know, the, the the more local it gets, the more influence you have, and you also are, are logically more likely to be informed about that thing and not just going based upon what everyone else tells you because you're living in that area. So. Um, living local also means not living on the internet. So don't let what the internet is caring about or thinking about, um, consume what you're focused on, which is really hard for us. Cause you know, it's like, what's the big thing today? Like yeah, obviously LeBron James just went to the Lakers and that's a big deal. And Trump's always doing something, you know, saying something, you know, that gets people upset and, you know, there's always some outrage going on. And so basically it's like being aware of those things, but you have the awareness to say, you know, I'm not going to give all of my emotional um, and mental energy to those things because I can't really impact change. And so it's almost reserving your focus for the things that you can actually impact. And so um, it's basically meeting the needs of what you can affect. So, uh, you know, caring about your community, being aware of your community, meeting those needs, um, and not just being controlled with whatever is all over the internet. Hmm. I mean, it sounds like there's a level of humility that comes with, with living local, recognizing that you, you can't do it all and you can't change it all and you can't care about it all. And so focusing really just in the same way that you prioritize your day with sort of the biggest tasks and the things that are most impactful, sounds mm-hmm. like living locally helps to do that a little bit. So we talked about what it means to, to live locally. Uh, talk a little bit about what, what's the opposite of living locally. What, what is you know, How might my life not be reflecting uh, this paradigm of living locally? This is probably a bad definition, but honestly, the way I say it is just living on the internet. Um, I think... Oh, man. And Guilty. We've, we've talked about this a lot, man. I feel like... Um, you know, I think we equate too much value to quote unquote creating awareness about something, meaning I shared it on my social media page, you know, um, because people care so much what we think about all these things, you know, and just if, if I come down on support of this thing or outrage, then, you know, it's like it, it, it's going to get out there, you know. Um, basically, it's living on the internet or it's it's involving your life too much in things that are, I think, too far beyond your life. And so I think that some things that can potentially pull us into this is things like politics, which once again, we always talk about this. You should be involved in politics. I think it's a good thing to do. But if all you think about is politics, if the thing that makes you the maddest is like the what the opposing political party is doing – you have to realize those issues are so high above you, so many hundreds of thousands of millions of people above you, and your frustration will do nothing usually, right? Let it lead you to vote the way you should vote, but always, but literally always being emotionally drained and upset over something that you cannot change is unwise, I believe. And I would even say in the scriptures, you see a clear sense where Jesus says, you know, like, like, you know, pay Caesar what's due to Caesar, but like live your life local, like, like help the, the person that's hurting right in front of you, right? Uh, be involved in real things. Jesus lived local. He was close to his disciples. You know, he wasn't trying to change the, the political conversation of his day. He literally just ignored it, right? Because he, he wasn't there to do that. And so I think for us, we should be informed in the process, but I think that we should not be obsessed with it. And so... Um, I think also it is um, when you when you're the opposite of living local is um, when you appear to care about all these issues, but you overlook all the issues around you. And so it's like we're really upset by this thing that's happening nationally, but there's all these problems in our community that we're not involved in. And so it's kind of um, when you're kind of overlooking everything around you to kind of pick and choose what you're focusing on. Um, one of the ways I kind of relate to this a little bit is as a pastor, and I learned this early on, was um, people would often reach out to me. I mean, they might be in a different state or a different part of the city or I'd never see them, and they'd reach out to me to help them as their 
pastor in a sense. Like I have this wedding or that I need you to do for me or I have this problem, this issue. And I, I, I literally had someone text me probably two or three weeks ago um, who lives many, many cities away getting my take on this. And it's usually the people that don't have a pastor or a church where they're at. And so they think, well, I'm kind of connected to this person, so I'm going to ask their opinion. But the most effective person to actually help them is a local pastor who they're seeing and interacting with all the time. And so I think that the opposite of living local is, you know, receiving your main biblical preaching from like a podcast or someone that you know, a preacher you like who lives in California or who you never see and have never met. They've never met you. Um, it's getting involved in a bunch of causes that um, are, are far beyond you, you know. And so I think that maybe a good rule of thumb is like anything that you can actually put some flesh into and you're actually meeting these people. Um, I think that you should be more likely to give your energy to issues of which you can actually know the people and therefore enact change. Yeah, but I got 60 followers on Twitter and they want to know what I, I think. They, they, they don't though. And, and that, 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 that's the humbling thing. You know, like they don't care. Like nobody cares what you think. No one cares. What, I mean, I mean to a degree they, they do obviously, but I think it's safe to say no one cares what we think as much as we think they care how they, we think. Definitely would agree with that. It kind of reminds me of like one of my favorite memes where it's got a whole bunch of like college kids on their phones, you know, and they're all walking like by looking down. It's like the zombie apocalypse is here because no one's like looking up. But I feel like in the same way, maybe being so focused on like the global and things that are going on globally, it's almost like you're, you're just missing what's happening right around you. You're totally and, oblivious. And this is really random and not on topic at all, but um, – there's a growing um, understanding in like rock music and even in pop music that like this is really random um, that Kurt Cobain was the last ever rock star that we'll ever have, and you notice like he was like a global icon, but since him there hasn't been like there's a bunch of people, but there's not like a clear like you know like the Beatles and Guns and Roses and all these kind of bands, and they say what's happening actually is that because there's so much information and so much music, um, there's basically so many options that no person really gets built up. And so you see that a lot. And so things are becoming a lot more niche. And so but really what that just means is that um, people are um, able to kind of look and find what's close and local to them and be more specific on things, which is actually a good thing. And so basically, you know, we're not building any one thing up because everyone's living in their own world. And I think we should translate that to our world and things that we care about as to like, you know, I don't think that every single person needs to be focused on Trump in America. I think 100 or 200,000 will do, you know. And whatever the issue is, and I think we should give our focus to the things that we're actually close to. Like that analogy for for Coco Bain coming back, <laughs> coming back in the nineties. Like you remember, like the zebra stripe gum. That, I that do, was like the, I best, do. the first kind was Captain the best. Planet. All right, so so those are some good thoughts, you know. But we're 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 speed, we're, speed racer. We're talking about it from a Christian perspective, and so is this just something like generally that we're seeing and that we're reflecting yeah. from experience, or, or do you think there really is maybe a biblical uh, basis for for living local? I, I think it's huge. Um, the first thing I'll say, and I won't I won't write too much about this. You have to. I think when you're thinking biblically, you have have to think about what does the Bible say, but also take into account what does the Bible not say? Because if a Bible does not, the Bible does not address something, um, we shouldn't give too much weight to it, I don't think. And I think if the Bible, like, like for instance, there's not this huge narrative in the scriptures of like, we should really be trying um, to focus on things far, far away from us besides making disciples of all nations. But I would even argue that's a, that, that's kind of like a building on each other. Like you send someone and they send someone kind of thing, you know? <coughs> 
as far as like the biblical basis for living local, there's a lot of it. But um, the first one that I'll point out is First Thessalonians four eleven through twelve, and and really my my paraphrase this is just Paul saying, "Be quiet, and mind your own business." You know, live local. But what it really says is, now concerning brotherly love, you have no need for anyone to write to you. For you yourselves have been taught by God to love one another. So he's even saying that, like, you're, you're figuring this out in your local own context. Verse 10, he says, For that indeed is what you are doing to all the brothers throughout Macedonia, which is their context. But we urge you, brothers, do this to one another more and more, and to aspire to live quietly, and to mind your own affairs, and to work with your hands as we instructed you, so you may walk properly before outsiders and be dependent on no one. And so really what he's saying there is, Live local, um, be quiet, but but really what that says is like restrict yourself a little bit. You know, don't don't be involved in every single thing that there is, right? Like know what's going on in your context, in your place, and do well in those areas, right? And so Paul is almost restricting their focus a little bit there. And then obviously in Matthew eighteen, the famous passage that talks about you know how to make things that are wrong right again, and how to reconcile people. It says Matthew eighteen, Jesus says again, I assure you, if two of you on earth agree about any matter that you pray for, it will be done. For you by my Father in heaven. For where two or three are gathered together in my name, I am there among them. And that just once again goes back to the fact the Bible places so much emphasis on the people of God getting together, doing life together, knowing each other. And he even kind of says, like, we get a special portion of his presence when we're local and together and not just thinking about each other from afar, you know? And so, like, for me and you, James, as friends, you know, I mean, we technically could be at our houses and thinking about the other and praying for the other and encouraging the other. That's a good thing to do. But when we come together and when we work side by side, when we talk and when we're face to face, when we go to lunch, we do these things, um, the Bible seems to say there's something powerful about that. You know how he sent out the disciples two by two, you know? Mm-hmm. Technically, they could have just been thinking about each other and praying for each other all one by one, but they were together, you know? And I think that concept of togetherness and gathering also plays in how we give our focus in our life. And so I think that in the same way, um, the issues that we can actually interact with in our community, um, whether you know you see a need of homelessness or you found out about a lady who her, you know, her house burned down or um, there's somebody in your church who's going through a season of depression, you can encourage them. Um, there's these very real needs all around us happening all the time, but we're not seeing those and we don't have the energy to care for those things because we're draining our energy um, on the internet or in all these different things, right? And, uh, you know, for me, one of the things I always think about is like, you know, to, to me, sports is one of my hobbies. And I think about it a lot. Like I was just talking about, you know, like LeBron James going to L.A. It's kind of a big deal. Um, but there are moments where I notice that crosses over into like where it's not just, you know, kind of a way that I, I chill out. It's kind of draining me because I'm too upset about these things or whatever, you know. And so I think that's one of those ways I have to pull back and say that, okay, no, I'm, I'm taking energy that I could be giving to my family or my church family by caring about these things. And so God is calling us. Um, into giving our time and energy into things we can actually change, which is a really cool thing to do. So, um, but biblically, once again, there's a lot of context for focusing on what's local and what's around you, and specifically the people that are around you, and not just people that you're hearing about from afar. Yeah, man, I was just thinking about the fact that kind of like when you're younger, in my younger years, like I wanted to 
change the world. You know, it's like that, that's what I want. And then and you get older, you realize that, that's a, you know, it's hard enough just to change yourself. Yeah. It's hard enough to change your family or like your church or your city. And so there, there's almost, uh, again, like God is, is, is sovereign, right? And we're not, we can't teleport. We can't be ever at once. We, we can only be in one place at one time. And I think that that's really, uh, you know, one criticism that people have of Christians is that whenever you have like a national tragedy or something that they always say like the thoughts and prayers, right? Like mm. thoughts and prayers. And people see that as just sort of a, us abdicating responsibility and really yeah. helping. But really, I think when those things happen in our area, we have a lot of power to come in and, and be uh, sort of what the Bible calls the body of Christ, you know? So there's definitely a biblical basis for, for, for working and solving problems and doing justice and mercy in the area that you're li- living in. Um, so we talked about from a biblical basis, but what about for, for you personally, right? So how does, uh, so let's say you got someone like myself who lives often on the internet and, and, and maybe gets outraged by things that are happening out there in the world. Uh, how would living local, if I, if I try to adopt this, how would that change me personally? Yeah, well, and I, all I can go off here is my personal experience, um, I think. Um, and so the things I'm about to talk about are things that I can, I can clearly say I, I have happened in my own life and the times when I've tried to live more local. Um, and so the first one is you're just happier, I think, honestly. Uh, I think what happens is is when you find out about all these bad things that are happening and when you allow yourself to be burdened with those things, um, it, it reduces your happiness and I think sometimes people think that God does not want us to be happy, but he does, right? There's a different happiness in terms of worldly happiness versus like, you know, kind of a godly joy. But God does want us to be excited and to feel optimistic about the life that he's given us because he gave it to us and what we're doing. And so I think that it is, it is a good to, – to want to be happy in the Lord and happy with the life he's given you is a good thing. And I think that whenever you live local, you are happier just by virtue of the fact that you're not as burdened by things that are far beyond you. That's not to say you shouldn't care about things. You should care about things, but you have the right, I believe, God-given right, to maybe even restrict the things you care about. I mean, Jesus could have cared about a million things when he came, but he was focused on you know, um, being our perfect example, getting to the cross, and rising again. I mean, he overlooked certain things to make that happen, and so I think we should do the same as well. Um, I think when you live local, you're also more present. I think you... Um, you know people that are close to you, you have more um, uh, relationships with people. Um, the same way, like, I mean, and we really, we take this concept of living local from, like, restaurants, you know, or shopping. Like, they say, you know, don't just shop at the change, like, live local, like, like, like you know, support local. Um, and so the same way we're saying, like, you know, focus on the people that are around you. And so I think that you're more present with them. Like, when you show up, you're thinking about them and not getting their take on the latest free agent or what Trump said or the new, the new news about Amazon upping their, you know, yearly subscription price or, I mean, just things that are so far beyond us. It's like, you know, I could ask you, James, your opinion on, you know, I don't know, what, what's your thought on the latest thing that Google is going to create AI and Elon Musk is concerned about it, you know? What's your thoughts on that versus like, man, how's your marriage doing, you know? How's your heart doing? Mm. Like, obviously, which one of those is going to make us more present and more relatable? Obviously, living local is. Um, I think it gives you more purpose and impact. I mean, you want to change the world, like change your street, you know, kind of thing. And so I think that you are, you're actually putting yourself in a position to actually be able to make a difference in the lives of people. Um, and the last one is I think it makes you more involved with what God really wants you to be doing. You know, I think God does call certain people for very big national global purposes. Um, but you know, he can do that without you forcing it. You know, God doesn't need you to search yourself and everything. Um, I, I think a big part of God's calling is what God has placed right in front of us because if he is sovereign 
And if he, if he orders all things, then he puts certain needs closer to you than other needs. And I think living local trusts God's sovereignty on those things and says, okay, God, I, I can impact these things. So I take that as part of your calling on my life to impact those things. So um, I think you'll be happier. I think you'll be more present. I think you'll have more close relationships. You'll be, have more of an impact, more of a purpose, and more involved with what God is really doing in your life, literally just by saying, I really want to not overlook the needs in front of me to be focused on you know, whatever is the bigger picture um, or the things that everyone else is thinking about. Mm. So good thoughts uh, on how it, it changes us uh, personally and spiritually uh, and emotionally and also in terms of impact. Uh, but let's say someone wants to adopt this. They say, I want to give it a try, right? For the next month, I want to try to live <laughs> local. Uh, what are some practical steps for, for doing that in your life? Yeah, so um, this is where, where it really gets fun because I think that we're always, we always like the concept of like kind of changing our life and changing our habits and, and having a fresh perspective. And I think this is one of those big things that like honestly most people have never thought about this, but I think it'll make a big difference in your life. Uh, the first is more of a realization, not a to-do thing, but um, realize that your emotional energy is not unlimited. Um, for a long part of my life, I didn't get this, you know. Um, I, I understood that my physical energy was limited, but not my emotional energy. And so like realize that like what you can care about deeply is limited. Like you have a, you have a finite amount because we're finite creatures and God made us that way. And so if you don't realize that and you just give your energy to everything else, there will come things that come across to you and you're, you, you can't give your energy to it. Um, I was recently, recently counseling somebody in the church and they were talking about, you know, having troubles, you know, connecting, you know, with their spouse and one of the things that I, I told them that I learned in my life was we, we exhaust ourselves with everything and everyone else, and we come home, we don't have energy for our spouse. We're too tired. We're too drained, you know? And it's because we gave away ourselves to other things. And now something really important is in front of us, and we don't have the time to em- embrace it. And so I think just realize that it matters where you give your emotional energy to. Um, that's the first thing. Uh, number two is restrict internet time. Um, I do this in a few different ways. I don't look at Facebook first thing when I get up. Um, I don't check, you know, internet. I mean, email my days off, um, on my, uh, my, I, I take my day off on Monday. It's kind of like my personal Sabbath. Um, I try to be on Facebook very, very, very little, like if not at all. Um, and so I think just restricting internet time just kind of helps you. Um, if you're addicted to being in the know, like I am, and if you have FOMO, fear of missing out, you know, you got to realize your addictions, you know, and you got to get away from that stuff. The same way alcoholics got away from alcohol, you know? Um, next one is, I think, engage in your local church and what they are doing. Your local church will be engaged in local things. They'll be ministering to local people, connecting local people, helping local homeless people, um, helping local elderly people, um, hoping, helping local um, depressed people. Like, they're going to be actually having real people. And, like, you can go to your church, you can become a leader, you can become someone that serves, um, and you can meet real needs. Um, last one is, and this one's really cool read local newspapers. Um, or, or whatever newspaper is closest to your area. Most people don't think about this. Like we live in the greater Heights, Oak Forest, you know, Houston area. Um, what if I told you, you could read the leader, um, more than you watch CNN or even the Chronicle, the Houston Chronicle, and that you would know about local things that are happening in your area. And I promise you just in your area, there's already more than you can care about. Impact, <laughs> you know, nice. um, also, you know, like, so, so I will, I, I try to go to like to chronicle.com cause that's Houston news more than CNN.com. Um, which I don't always do good at, but just kind of restricting your focus to local things, local people. Um, honestly, even unfollowing certain people on Facebook who kind of distract you from being local. You know, you had a friend that you were, you know, friends with in college, and they moved to Nevada, and you keep they, their stuff comes up all the time on your post. I mean, literally, you can unfollow that person, 
and focus on putting the things around you right in front of you. And so, which I, even as I say that, I'm like, that's such a good idea. I need to do that more. Um, but there are things you can do. You, 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 you can be a local person. And I think for all of us, last thing I'll say is I feel like we should all aim to be local legends, you know, not, not for self, but just because like people say like, man, he really cared about the needs um, that were right in front of him. And so uh, Andy Stanley has a great saying that says, do for one what you wish you could do for all. And so don't be overwhelmed by homelessness um, and fixing the epidemic in America. Just go feed a homeless person. You know, like, like we can do that and we can have an impact. And at the end of the day, God's in charge of the global thing. You know, we're just trying to live local and that should be liberating for us. And it should also give us a path forward in a world that's probably going to increasingly become more global. Um, I just see a day when like all local churches and believers are so focused on their area. And we're also trusting that like in North Dakota and in like North Korea, that God's raising up something there and some people there um, to, to, to meet those needs. And so it just kind of puts it all in God's hand and says, I'm actually going to have impact where I'm at. Man, I love the local legend. I want to be a local legend. Too, man. It's be a new sermon Faith series legend. for us. Um, but man, as, as you're <laughs> right, as you were talking and thinking about local newspapers, man, I, I did something uh, a few weeks ago where I, I I didn't go on CNN, right? I didn't go yeah. on like MSNBC. I didn't go on Fox. <laughs> and, and guess what? The sun still rose, yep. right? And like the gospel is still true. And and I was like, man, I, I was not in the know, and yet. The world kept spinning, right? God and, kept spinning. And real quick, so we, we recently, uh, when I, we first got married, we made a horrible decision of getting dish, like cable. And so we had like $100 a month, like cable bill. We had no money, but we spent 100 bucks a month on cable because like we thought we have to, you know? And I honestly, I, I loved watching CNN, Fox News, and MSNBC. I liked getting all the perspectives, and it was just intriguing to me. And I was kind of bummed when we were cutting back on money, and um, we were going to get Sling TV, you know, we are going to get rid of a lot of that stuff. And, uh, and so we got rid of it. I thought there's no way I could not know what's going on in the political sphere. And we cut it. I haven't missed it one time. And so it's like we just think we need these things, but reality, your life adjusts, and you're, you're happier, you're more present, and you're just more ready to tackle things right in front of you. I love that. Cut the cord. Uh, well, thank you so much, uh, Pastor John, for sharing uh, some of your thoughts on what I think is a really important issue, uh, living local. Um, as always, guys, thank you so much for uh, listening to the podcast. And if you have any questions at all, we would love to answer those questions. We're intrigued by these things. We are interested and passionate uh, in the things about faith and life and, and just uh, the church or God in general. And so if you have any questions, you can email us at info at whiteoakchurch.net. We'd be happy to answer those on a different podcast. But in the meantime, uh, we encourage you, live local, um, trust in the Lord, and we can't wait for you guys to tune in next time.